Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May of 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. There's no place to escape to. This is the last podcast. On the left. <laughs> Side stories. Yeah, your That's when the cannibalism started. Side, Side stories. stories. <laughs> yes. Um, so, I don't know about you guys, but mm-hmm. I sat and I was watching the MJ documentary michael jackson Got oh not yeah. not the uh, mj one the one about the concert that he was gonna do or michael jordan <laughs> right another mj no yeah. i was really saying you know what was really interesting that i learned i thought was like whoa michael jackson loves popcorn yeah i know <laughs> and apparently wine he, as well i mean that's later on he yeah. acquired that habit no. yeah yeah i who guess knew? it maybe sort of soothe the demon so he could yeah. sleep no i think that was that's a really important takeaway from leaving neverland henry he loved popcorn he loved popcorn i what? think he was having sex with these kids just I to start having more popcorn i have no idea maybe okay this is side stories everyone i am ben kissel marcus parks is also with us today yeah yeah, this is our first experiment, our uh, monthly extra side stories to give us more time to really dig into our main episodes. Yeah, I get really shaft deep. I guess shaft <laughs> deep is not that deep because you no. can get half a shaft in there. Well, uh-huh. you can do a whole series of things with that. I and of course, hair. Henry Zabrowski is also here in beautiful New York City. It's only 26 degrees here. It's horrible. <laughs> it's horrible. Um, I was in the shower today and I realized I got some hairs growing up the shaft of my penis. Wow. Good. Well, big Michael Jackson news. Big Michael Jackson. We have a lot of stuff to get to. We're going to talk a little bit about transhumanism later. And, of course, uh, what's going on with this artificial intelligence. I don't like it one bit. And we also have a couple of tales from Marty the Robot. Of course, we talked about him last, well, it's this week's show. My yes. goodness gracious. Uh, he's invading all the giant foods. Mm-hmm. He's in, he's invading the giant supermarkets. Marty the Robot. And we got a couple of DMs Kissel. from a few people who are uh, tra- traumatized and triggered by the, the sight of him. He's not invading them. He's being invited in. He's yeah. being hired. Yeah, no, he's by, being the, hired by the man that be. Doesn't he just clean up spills? No, he doesn't even clean up spills. He goes, attention, <laughs> attention, yes. spill, spill. Yeah, that's exactly what he does. And then some poor lackey has to come and clean it up at the command of Marty the Robot. So he only alerts people to spills. He, he does nothing. He doesn't, doesn't do anything. You know, he is there building... The acceptance of Marty in these stores gotcha. to eventually no. replace the people whose jobs are to put things on shelves. That's my take. Mm-hmm. Marty is what everyone, you, we all have that one kid in our family who was touched. Right. He's just doing the job where it's like, <laughs> okay, Randy, go go, go. let us know if there's spills. And then Randy goes around. He's like, there's spill over here. Be like, Thank you for doing your job, Randy. But Randy, uh, in this case, has got the uh, treads of an army tank and yeah. also could probably have the, I mean, like if you ribbed him up, if you take the guidance Thing off them like they do. What's it? What's they the put on um like go karts? A governor? Yeah, they wouldn't you take that off? It's gonna be unstoppable. Oh yeah, but it's gonna be a freaking <laughs> bloodbath. Clean up an of... aisle, every one of them, and Marty will be like blood, blood. You <laughs> are very, very focused on the story, and a part of it's got to do. I mean, you're just very scared of the future, and you should no, be. I'm not because sc- of your clots. I'm no, I'm not scared of the future. I'm scared of people being too stupid to make the future. Uh, the good version. It's too mm-hmm. late. If we just have a bunch of dumb Martys going around t- t- trampling over toddlers in the supermarket aisle. Well, guess what? If they don't have the, the street smarts to get away from Marty, then they deserve to be destroyed. Oh, I'm yeah. one of those. If we allow, <laughs> right. if the robots can't take over, we deserve it because we, we allowed them to do it. Yeah. So, if you really want to talk about who's getting in front and as far as artificial intelligence goes, it's really coming from the Chinese these days. Oh, yeah, those are going to, yeah, you need to read the MIT technology review. I'll send you some stuff. We'll talk about it next time. Thank you so much, Marcus. I can't wait. So the big Michael J. 
Jackson News, um, a musical to premiere in Chicago. Uh, it's titled <laughs> Don't Stop Till You Get Enough. Hell yeah. Now, this oh. is the Michael Jackson oh. estate in Columbia. Oh. This is actually true. This is uh, so obviously leaving Neverland a traumatizing, triggering Ooh. and disgusting docuseries about um, uh, uh, James... Safe Chuck, Safe Chuck and Wade Robson telling their experiences with Michael Jackson. But as soon as I saw episode one, I then did do a little Google search, and it looks like the play is still on. I mean, the Broadway. And by the way, does it have to be called "Don't Stop Till You Get Enough"? I mean, that's <laughs> Isn't what that he, the worst possible name for a Michael Jackson play right that's now. That's what he said to himself in the mirror every day. Right. <laughs> I watched his documentary. Number one, there is four. Hours mm. of it, yeah. of some of the more grueling content oh, yeah. I've seen in a while. Um, I you listen to the stories of Wade Robinson, James Safechuck, and it is compelling. There is there they talk about the stuff. They look like specifically Safechuck mm-hmm. looks haunted. Yeah, like he looks oh, like, yeah. um, and the type of shit they talk about is the type of stuff. And it's like, and we've said this before on the show. Um, in my mind. What, what, what Safe Chuck was talking about, I, I guess we'll go into some of the graphic detail, because I think part of the reason why the documentary was so graphic is it was a part of the telling the story of these guys know it nitty bitty gritty details about Michael Jackson's body and what they went through in their quote unquote relationship with him, which really sort of was a relationship. Oh, it totally uh, was. That's the, way, that's the way Michael wanted it. He married a 10-year-old boy. Ooh, like that was... I don't even want to be on a plane with a 10-year-old boy. <laughs> yeah, let alone marrying one. That's a hell of a commitment. Yeah, and that, it, that was the moment in the documentary when the, when Safe Truck described the wedding that Michael Jackson had with him and showed the ring that Michael Jackson used to have. his hands were shaking. Yeah, his oh, yeah. hands were shaking the entire time. Like I wanted to, I was trying to crawl over the couch like, to avoid get, yeah, watching it, but I couldn't me. stop. Right. So, I mean, I think obviously there's a lot of people who are saying that this is nothing more than another smear campaign against MJ himself. Ah. Post-mortem, there's a lot of people who are coming out to defend him. His acolytes will always be there. But you just have to think about what's more plausible. Yeah. What's more reasonable? A person stayed in the same bed with a child. A child stayed in their bed 365 days out of the year and something happened or nothing happened. What is more plausible? You're being ignorant. I'm not being angry, Michael. Ignorant. Michael, I know that you're up there. I don't even know where you are right now because maybe it's real hot. It's it's real hot where you are. Okay, uh-huh. it's it seems like this documentary is just you know really shedding a lot of light that we didn't know before about what you were up to with these kids. Shamon the, Kiss. No, on. that's just a song. You, you can't just. Shamon. That's you just can't do that. Ignorant. Oh my God. All no, right. that's just, how I know it was. That's how I know almost that the relationship was real was when James Shavechuck when the first when the first time he. He was um, being groomed by Michael Jackson right. mm-hmm. when he basically when he said he's like Michael ja- and Michael told me he's like people are going to say your relationship is is weird and bad and he's like but those people they're ignorant yeah. and I was like that's what he says yeah. that's his fucking go to line everything comes together like when you right. watch this documentary all of those weird periphery things that you knew about Michael Jackson the entire story starts to make sense I forgot about Michael Jackson honestly I like his music but I hadn't thought about him in quite a bit of time when this documentary came back out you start like oh that is weird and you know what is okay well there's a lot of enablers there a lot of enablers but there's a couple things right number one the enablers kind of almost got nixed out because Michael Jackson made all this shit as private as humanly possible. He took them to Neverland Ranch. They had staff on Neverland Ranch, but it didn't have like agents and managers and shit. So Michael Jackson really was king of that little area. So he isolated them. So it was very difficult for the enablers that were there. I mean, the biggest enablers were these kids' parents that seem to be very well uh, you know, taken aback. But we have to remember, you know, this is a time Michael Jackson, the last real celebrity. Yeah. This is like a time well, before the curtain was peeled back. No longer does celebrity exist. And these parents were starstruck. The Australian were. Adam um, or, um, Wade, or Robson. Wade, Wade Robson, who, by the way, as soon as I saw him, I'm like, I recognize that dude. And then I see the dance moves and I'm like, he's in sync. Yeah. And he actually filled in for uh, Joey Fatone when Joey Fatone hurt himself in the No Strings Attached video. Interesting. Yeah. Good facts. But as yeah. soon as I saw him, I was like, I know that dude. But the, when his mother is talking about her stage mom kicked in like initially it really was interesting but then and so it, part of you wants to strangle the parents just be like protect your kids but we have to remember the power of celebrity was so much stronger yeah but also but still like think about the progression here like think about just 
for a second, imagine that Michael Jackson is not Michael Jackson. Put anybody else oh. in that position. Put a bus driver in Michael Jackson's Name like position. Girl, like G U R L E. A bus driver starts hanging. Start like does a job with your son. Like your son has to go and help the bus driver clean the bus. He has to read to the bus driver to keep him awake on long trips. <laughs> That's actually a yeah. really important job. And then always the, takes a ten-year-old boy. Yeah, sure. And then the bus driver says, "Hey, I want to keep hanging out with your son." So the bus driver sends a camera crew to your house. To film him reading books to another sample stunt <laughs> bus driver. To right. interview, to dance. But the of bus course, driver says, make the boy dance. Has a camera crew the, there. And then imagine that a bus driver starts sending your son dozens of faxes it's a me, day. Applehead, your friend Applehead, you do do head. I love you. I love you. It is, imagine that. You of know, like, course. And it doesn't make any it doesn't make any sense anymore. It's That's totally the power crazy. Of and of course, Safe Chuck wanted to go into being a director. So MJ was like, I'm gonna make you a director. Literally in high school, MJ just got him all of this equipment and let him shoot movies on Neverland Ranch. He didn't mm-hmm. even so, want to be anything. He was too young. Michael Jackson planted that thing into his fucking head, and then he went running with it. He built this whole reality around him that didn't exist before, and then all of a sudden, this kid, these kids and their yep. families were literally airlifted out of their lives and dropped into Michael Jackson's universe. Well, it was an abduction. It really was. It reads like an abduction. It, it, it really does. It's another world that these kids were left in. Yeah, the way he completely separated them from the families. And the way Ugh. his staff enabled that. Because what you said about uh, Neverland Ranch, it wasn't just on Neverland Ranch. Because, yeah. Uh, oh, he there had was Westwood this, House, the, the, his L.A. Playland, whatever he called it. Not just that. When he was on the road. Because remember, Safe Chuck's mother told that story uh, where yeah. they went on the road with him uh, because Safe Chuck started performing live with him. They went on the road with him uh he would safe chuck would stay in the hotel room with michael jackson and the mother at first she was in a hotel room pretty close by but then as the tour went on she kept getting moved further and further and further away and it was not michael jackson that was booking the fucking hotel rooms it was it was his people it was his management i mean how many conversations happened behind closed doors of are we going to let this go on? Are we going to enable this? And the answer every fucking time was yes. Yeah, I mean, well, you because know. his reputation was stellar. His whole thing was. How's about you kids? stop him from doing it? I mean, honestly, <laughs> that's what I would how's say. about you tell Michael Jackson no? But yeah, but that's what's hard, right? It's like everybody talking about it. he was this hero for kids. That's a part of why, and we wonder why pedophilia is well. attracted to and pedophiles are attracted to positions where they don't need to have their power checked. That's why they become teachers. That's why they make themselves. That's why they make themselves police officers. That's why they make themselves fucking senators. It's because a part of it is that then they you can't. Well, it does seem to be mostly musicians. (laughs) No, it's all of them. It's a series of public service jobs. It's all of them. That's where they get they get attracted to positions of power because then they're they are not questioned outright. Because that's what they all said when they said Michael Jackson. This is Kissel. You're denying it because you want to be a senator. No, no, I want. I'm denying it because I know a lot of teachers that listen to this show, and I don't think they have a lot of power they don't make a lot of money no, and they're getting yelled at by, by that's parents not all day what long i'm mm-hmm. talking about i'm talking about personal power i'm talking about personal currency like people that can social currency where you show up and essentially you're you can end up in this kind of this gray area where when you say michael jackson wants to take your kid to a fucking dance camp he wants to take him to los angeles Ugh. he wants to change his whole life and then you literally have like you're a a, a mom from a small town in australia and you're just like yeah well okay you know, Perth is not a sm- or <laughs> she was from Melbourne for fuck's sake. Well, Australia is Australia, but no, that was really fascinating. And so with Wade, I mean, I think that's why he decided when he was 22 years old to defend Michael Jackson once again for the 2003, what was it, 2005, um, when he was on trial once again uh, for pedophilia. And it's that story really to me is really, really sad because Wade, of course, he still owes his career to Michael Jackson, and he knew that, mm-hmm. and he knew that he couldn't see Michael Jackson behind bars, although that 
that does make me think about Michael Jackson going to prison and how funny that first day would be where it's like, <laughs> okay, boys, line up. I know what I'm doing. I'm bad. Maybe he would have been like the most sought after, the most like cared for prisoner of all time, or yeah. just Devo just comes and just hits him in the head right away and it's all done. Yeah. I don't know. But it seems like with Wade, when he did go and defend him again when he was 22 years old, that's where a lot of the conspiracy theory or just a lot of the more contrarian views of being like, this is proof that he didn't actually molest Wade. Um, but the sad thing about that is the kid who had the cancer, yeah. who yes. brought the charges against Michael, he's dead now, obviously. He passed away. And it was like you had a chance to like just go and blow the whole thing up and be like, you know, like because Macaulay has never said that he was molested. And so it, whatever, I, I believe whatever they want to say. I actually. But I was like, I just felt so bad for that freaking kid. It's yeah. a, it was his make a wish. It's a thing about class and status in this country. I now when you look at it, you say like Wade Robson. The reason why I mean, I you tell me that you don't want to protect the entire life's work that you've worked towards, and you got you were abused, and so now you know for a fact if whatever you say, it is never easy to be a victim coming out and saying uh, saying these things happen to me, especially if it's somebody who's famous involved. Your life gets fucking destroyed. Yeah. he had a very high profile career, and there's very and a lot of eyes on him. If he were to go after Michael Jackson, you mean tell me because what would happen is that if he still ended up like getting uh getting let off your whole shit's over like it doesn't really matter people are gonna stop being like you're a snitch you're a part of it you're a part of a group of people that are like you're fucking with our money because michael jackson's an entire economy he is everybody oh, around yeah. him depends on the source of this talent for money you're literally talking about a fucking 10 percent of the music industry was like right living off of michael jackson well and not just that so you have the economy in in the financial terms but then you also have people who really stake like their entire emotional well-being based on Michael Jackson. Yeah. When, like, we talk about the trials now of the century, like um, Harvey Weinstein and these, there are no cheering, adoring fans. <laughs> you know, <laughs> when Michael was there, when he was on trial, it wasn't 50-50 or 90-10. It was 100% in support of Michael Jackson. Yeah. It was exceptionally unique. Public opinion was on his side well, as opposed to what we see today. As far as Wade Robson goes as well, you know, it's not just his career. He hadn't told Anybody. Also, can you like imagine what told... Harvey Weinstein fans would look like? <laughs> yeah. just, 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 just other producers. Oh, I was like, him. I think he's got a lot of good I want to be Harvey Weinstein when I grow up. Still 45. Yeah, what the hell's wrong with you? Yeah, but uh, wait a minute. He hadn't told his wife. He hadn't no. told his mother. He hadn't told his brothers or siblings. He hadn't told anybody about this. So he had a choice. Like, either tell everybody this horrible fucking secret. Right. Or sell it. And he chose to sell it. Like, yeah. he chose to sell the lie. I, it's and, it's, and that's the other funny thing is, like, he lied under oath. Under oath. Like, whoa, whoa. No one has ever lied whoa. under, under oath in the oath. fucking well, history of humankind. Yeah. Michael Jackson had also completely groomed him. Yes. And he oh, felt like that God. they were in love. He felt like they were in love because he was entirely hypnotized by well, Michael Jackson's entire experience and there the with Michael Jackson too it's like he was I believe in my head honestly he was 10 years old in his mind. Hmm. I think of Michael Jackson in his way. Because the way that all the mothers described him, the mothers yeah, of the kids. Yeah, but I think that was a manipulation. Sure. Yeah. But maybe. Maybe. But also, I think at the same time, he is not. I don't think he was a well man. I don't think that he. I think that obviously he is a pedophile. But I think a part of it is that he was a. He was crystallized into this boyhood thing. And he went and he had what he felt were real relationships with these children. And he grew them. They did, did all the shit. I mean, he obviously knew he was doing something wrong because of society. But guess what? He yeah. wasn't 10 years old. You know who he was? 30. 30 years old with a huge old cock. And it's like, <laughs> not yes, I don't know about all that. Like, but but uh. no, I mean, I honestly think that the more that that documentary showed him after the conversations that the oh, boys no, were having. Oh, no, he became a predator. A boogeyman. You yeah. know, his nose is a, falling off. He literally monster. looks like Dan Aykroyd from Nothing But Trouble. <laughs> because he was trying to keep up. weird ass nose. nose. But he was he, trying to keep up his illusion. You know, but it's interesting, though, when you talk about the love, because I do think that uh, Safe Chuck and, uh, and uh, Robson, they did love him. Yeah. And it's really difficult. And it reminded me of when 
when people get out of Scientology and they talk about L. Ron Hubbard. They still can't really criticize L. Ron Hubbard. They'll still be like, now, he was a really good guy. The, the Scientology kind of got messed up a little bit along mm-hmm. the way, but he is a really good – like, it was it, – he's a cult leader. Yes. He is a cult – a global cult leader, and, uh, I mean, that's why he was able to be the Pied Piper of the world for children. But also, I think that you look at the pattern of the kids that he had actual physical relationships with, right? If you believe Wade Robson and Safechuck would like I do, a part of it is that it seemed to be he only physically crossed the line with the lower income kids that really, really needed him. Michael Macaulay Culkin was an equal. Yeah. When they met. Oh, he was already famous. That was his fucking colleague. Corey Feldman was his colleague. He didn't sleep with them. He used used them literally. He had them as friends. They were friends. And so he never crossed the line with them. The other ones he knew that not only can I, we can have this and I can get my impulses out on this child, but also who's going to fucking believe you? I'm also making your entire life. Yeah. I have made you move from Australia to here away from your entire extended family. I have given you all of this. He can justify it that way. And and that's that's how he justifies all of his actions that I am making this family's life better. I'm bringing I'm bringing them up and in exchange right. I get your son. And mm-hmm. once again, his musical uh, is going to premiere in Chicago. <laughs> I can't wait. Don't <laughs> stop till you get <laughs> enough. You're going to want to check that out. In no way will there be protests outside of it. It's going to be a smooth ride. But after the R. Kelly thing, too, it's the same thing. I'm watching all this shit. I'm fucking, you know, like, my penis is inside out. Just like, <laughs> I, like and then all of a sudden, I'm doing dishes, like, trying to walk away from the television, and it's just... Oh my god. No, you can't be a Michael Jackson. You can be a Quincy Jones fan. That's what we are on last podcast. (laughs) We are big Quincy Jones fans. Quincy Jones production fans. Well, this is actually. (laughs) This is is interesting. This is Christopher Wielden. He's the uh, choreographer of Don't Stop Till You Get Enough. This is what he has to say. He says, We we are all very clear that we don't want. That we. We are all very clear that we don't want this to be a concert or an impersonation show. Uh We want it to be a portrait of the artist, (laughs) a man of contradictions that contains so much beauty, a life like Michael's so rich, dense, and troubled. But there were these moments of great lightness. We are interested in celebrating Michael and in breaking down his songs and really listening to them. So can you hear the... tap dancing just tap dancing around just <laughs> yeah. like how do we sell this and i will say again to what we've i think we say a lot in the last podcast if one percent of it is true yeah and if one percent of it if he just looked at that kid's butthole one time well, you know that's the sad thing you know, when they go into the great details of what the oh, uh, it's you fucking know awful. yeah oh, we yeah. were talking so about a seven-year-old and of so course bad. you know it, it it makes your skin crawl because you know we have you know, that that is just, it's devastating for these people. So. You know, man, it's all it's, fucked it's, up. It's, it's not good. Yeah, it is absolutely devastating. And, you know, in the sense of fairness, I'd spent a long time today looking through the Michael Jackson truthers. Yeah. You know, looking through all that type of shit. And one of the biggest things they put forth, and we already addressed a couple of these things, but one of the biggest things they put forth is the uh, FBI investigations. Like, mm. they investigated him for 10 years and put out a 300-page uh a 300 page report about and about Michael Jackson and never brought any charges like yeah but did you read the fucking report? Did you see what was actually in there? What is in the report? There are multiple pages about a video cassette tape marked in part this is what it's called Michael Jackson's Neverland Favorites an all boy anthology. Mm. Ugh, it's like it's just name it. It's just called "I Love Pizza." <laughs> yeah, it's honestly they, it's a scarier title. It's like a scarier twist than in the movie Get Out. They like, went, technically, I love pizza. That would feed into PizzaGate, and then we, we, we're <laughs> that's a whole other thing. Yeah, yeah, we're that, right back to where we started. Mm-hmm. The FBI went to the Philippines to talk to two former employees of the Neverland Ranch, this couple that managed Neverland Ranch from 1988 to 1990. Uh, they left due to disagreements with other staff. Uh, they claimed that, you know, they saw Michael Jackson fondle young boys on at least two occasions. 
1993, London agents. So this is from a, a Daily Beast uh, article that you know pretty much summarized it. Uh, 1993, London agents forwarded Los Angeles colleagues a letter providing background information on articles that appeared in the UK press concerning a British national who alleges that Michael Jackson made an indecent telephone call to him during 1979. Oh. Man, he's been doing this for a he did that for a fucking while. I mean, well, he had well, this thing worked out very well. I mean, by that's, the time he got to Wade and, and Safe Chuck, he had this thing worked out. Yeah, because that that's what you because you don't think that was one of my first thoughts when we I was watching the the beginning of the documentary. It's like you don't think about him doing this during the bad years. Like you don't think about him doing beat it and molesting kids. You think about it during. Dangerous. Yeah, you know, like, you are not alone. Just <laughs> yeah. him speaking to a kid alone in a shower. Well, yeah, it does. Yeah. You know, that's the saddest part about all of this. Um, first of all, Mr. Rogers, we still have him. Yeah, Mr. Rogers Always is well. every sure. time. I, well. Every time a childhood hero is ruined, I'm like, we still got Mr. Rogers. And, and Guy Fieri is still not Guy been Fieri indicted. Will always be great. Uh, the only news that he gets is that he donated more money than we thought to people who were fighting the fires in California. Yeah, yeah. So the exactly. only thing that Guy Fieri does is donate yeah. food. But when it comes to how good this could, Michael Jackson could have been a great person. Yeah, could have you know been. he could have helped out so many kids. And like well, the kids talk about during the he, days how much it was pure joy. He and did he, though. He did help, but that's the thing. But he, he did, did it. He did it for nefarious reasons. He did though. it as like an invoice for his crime. Exactly. Like basically, he was like, "This is the yin and the yang." Yeah. yeah. And I and he of course did not molest every single child no. that he came into contact. No, with. who's got the time? <laughs> he's Michael Jackson still. You know, he's, he's got, got a he's tour, got a plan too. He's got the yeah. choreography. Yeah. Got to do all the choreography. He's got to do all the fucking studio sessions. He came into contact with thousands upon thousands of kids, and you know, and I'm sure a lot of them they did just know him as a kind, kind mm-hmm. man who came in, paid for uh, medical bills, and entertained them, and and gave them great some of the best days of I their know. lives. Uh, but the few kids that did not get that, that got something entirely different, that got taken to the next level. Yeah. Uh, you got promoted. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it just puts a really sad cloud, like when he helped, uh, you know, buy the folks a house for the family. Like, absolutely. it just makes everything well, he, gross well, but because he, did he do it for his for being a good person? Well, he did or, that after know. the first accusations. Because remember, course. Michael, he only, and this is something that I didn't remember, Michael Jackson only had one trial. 2005 was the only time yeah. he ever went to trial. He he paid out the other the other case in '93, and that played out perfectly for their narrative, though that they just want the money. Yeah, it played out perfectly. And speaking of '93, like the FBI found a couple that had taken a train from Chicago to the Grand Canyon in 1992. Uh, Michael Jackson allegedly had four compartments on the train, uh, and Michael was allegedly traveling with a 12 to 13 year old boy who was ID'd as Michael's quote unquote cousin. The document continues from the FBI report: Jackson was very possessive of the. Boy at night and the person who reported this heard questionable noises through the wall she was concerned enough to notify the conductor of her suspicions okay and this All was right. before any allegations came out this was that report Ugh. was made before any allegations or anyone said anything weird about Michael Jackson he, kids he only had one official trial but he almost had two yeah. and it just just gets to a point where it's been like how many trials need to happen before <laughs> yeah. you wonder what it is? And also, after he got acquitted in 2005 or 2003, whatever it was, when he's dancing on the van, it's like he went up and he's just like moonwalking on the van and he's like throwing things at people. And it's like a thing where you're just like, you know, if I had just narrowly uh, been uh, uh, what's the term? If I just narrowly been, been proven innocent, been, been proven yeah. innocent of uh, child molestation, I think I'd be a little like. I just never want this to happen again. I think <laughs> right. I would be a little bit low key. I mean, I'm not saying I don't be well, like I'm not going to judge his reaction really because I mean, who knows? But it's still, it's just like it's a little bit like yeah. I mean, yeah, it I is really, yeah. well. I mean, he really was, and of course that that's why Wade was so important for that. And everywhere he went, he had a show. He had a crowd to put on a show for. Mm-hmm. So, and if you watch the very end in the credits, it's powerful when Wade burns all the stuff that Michael Jackson gave him. Did you see that party burn like the hat and the yes. glove? And, mm-hmm. All this stuff, and it's almost like he should have uh, sold it. It's well, I no, honestly, I thought that he didn't. Th- thank God he didn't sell it because I'd never be like he's just selling it to make money. Yeah. I think he's actually doing well financially. Wade probably is. Uh, uh, yes, he is. I will say, and I wonder about paying out the other family. They shouldn't have taken that money. But if you put twenty, I think he paid twenty three million, twenty two million, and, they and it's like rich. I mean, twenty two million dollars. 
that fucking does a lot of walking and talking. Yeah, it, it does. I mean, it does. It does. Yeah. And honestly, you go to trial. I mean, when uh, Mark Garagos is talking, it is horrifying. Mm-hmm. When he's like, we are going to bring the hammer down on you. You are going to have a, a justice team up your ass if you try to mess with Michael Jackson. They were freaking scary. Yeah, dude. It was mm-hmm. like scarier than the mob. Yeah. So if you're that family, you're like, let's just get in and get the hell out of here because this is going to cost us a shitload of cash and they're going to destroy us. They're yeah. going to destroy our lives. And concerning uh, the lack of evidence, because they said that the uh, FBI raided Neverland Ranch and found no evidence, it was uh, it was put forth in the documentary that Michael Jackson knew how to get rid of evidence. Because you remember the story when he tried having oh, the anal, anal sex, sex yeah. with yeah, Wade Robson? Yeah, yeah I remember like, that fucking story, Marcus. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> but, so, but when he was 14 and called him up the next day and was like, uh, hey, you need to get rid of your underwear. Uh, where did you put it? Did you did you throw oh, it away? Called him in, yeah. yeah, he called him in, told him you have to go get rid of it, and he went and got rid of it. So Michael, he was doing this for so long, and he by was good. I mean, by the time the FBI came, you know, by the time they were at, like, he was so right. far also, beyond uh, getting caught. Neverland Neverland Ranch is not the Parks Ranch in beautiful Texas. <laughs> it was how many acres? Hundreds of acres. No, it's thousands cool. of anyway, acres. I think it was twenty eight hundred acres. Huge. It was. Cool so, looking, and it's oh, kind of it's kind of scary. Did you notice like the front door looks like a mouth with eyes? Like yeah, it's it all Disney. Scary. It's it, literally just Disney World. He made it di- all Disneyfied on the inside. It's this little magical getaway from all society. Oh my god, meant only for a children's imagination. And but also, it's a children's imagination. But it also looks like someone's grandma's house. Yeah, it's scary. but in a fucking awful way because <laughs> everything is displayed on those uh, weird cabinets that have that's just like gold piping, mm-hmm. and it's just. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. You mean shit. classy? Then, yeah, cla- <laughs> I love that goal. Let everyone know. Uh, and then also, we didn't even talk about his sham marriage to Lisa Marie Presley. She had to kiss him. And I was, I was talking with Marcus about this before. Reminds me of the end of Ace Ventura. Just like Finkel is Einhorn. Like, can you imagine? Or like, Tim, Lisa, hey. Listen, we're gonna have to. We definitely have to kiss. We're gonna have to kiss one time on on camera. But what I'm gonna need you to do is. I'm gonna need you to get on your knees because I like a shorter man. I mean, I don't uh, like I, it, Michael. I don't like it. <laughs> oh my! But honestly, that ignorant. was such a disgusting sham of a relationship. Yeah, it was. And again, I don't think that stuff can really happen anymore. I don't, they, Quincy they, Jones is a hell of a, of a producer. He is a hell of a producer, but oh, no. I, yeah. The age of the mega, mega, mega celebrity it's done. Is, is done. Like the yeah. when you watch people uh, crying at the sight of Michael Jackson, the yeah. huge throngs of uh, people trying to get to him, like that just Crazy. maybe in Korea, like with K-pop stars, maybe that still happens. Yeah, the Beeb gets a little love, but nothing the but, way that it was. No, just not, nothing. Not in that. I know, think it's also, good. Not that big. The problem is you build these kind of cults of personality, and then they can't be touched. Like, mythical creatures. He's because in the very center of all this, Michael Jackson was still like a guy. He was still this this dude. I don't. It's not sympathy, but I understand that his life. He signed himself over. He was a victim of severe abuse. I know that that that's how it always trickles down, which is like he basically put it on everybody else. Um, and it's and it's really unfortunate. It's it's really the the way oh, yeah. the whole story. Blows up, but he's dead now. So he doesn't get. He he got out. He was poor, and he fucking died essentially alone, surrounded by. So he was murdered by his fucking doctor. I don't. He was not murdered by his doctor. He was murdered by his doctor. <laughs> the doctor. I think that he actually seemed like he was. He kind of just wanted to check out. I think he's yeah. just. A That's piece what of it shit. seems like. I think he. I think he just started kind of getting hammered. He realized that the kids, all that sham, all like having the kids. Which, by the way. I, the like he just those if you actually look kids. at his real complexion in real life, those kids don't have any melanin in the, or melanin Melon. in them whatsoever. So I don't know what Debbie Rowe was doing. Yeah. I don't know how. I have no idea what the hell that's all. All about. of this but shit's very. That's weird. a whole other thing. But, but it seems R. like he Kelly, was just ready least, to roll. Now seemed, at least with R. Kelly, we're gonna maybe see a little bit of a. Of that's a, a whole other freaking can of worms. Oh God, he's going down. Like I just. That interview Ooh, with let him go on TV like I could brilliant just, um, producers. I could. Um, <laughs> I mean, it I was... can imagine his lawyer the six-hour-long argument that had to happen. It's like, don't do it. Don't do don't this. Go, don't go. Don't go. I've got to clear my name. <laughs> 
Honestly, no, I don't. Is... I don't. It's not gonna. And he just yells and yells. And finally, the, the Lord, right. fuck it, go it, go ahead and do it. And then do it what just you gotta put, do. It puts it just guaranteed that interview is one of those things like where you could point to the moment. And it's like that's why you you're gonna spend the well, rest of the your life. The people are gonna prison. love me. They're gonna put me on camera. And you know what? I believe I can. He's fly. got deep. <laughs> he's got deep psychological problems. And Very needs a deep. whole a whole bunch of help. Probably help that Gail King is not going to be able to give him. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that was a whole other thing. So anyway, well, I'm leaving, just glad that I don't have to watch that documentary. Anymore. I am so no. happy to be done with it. Leaving Neverland. It's important. Check it out. Um. It is. It changes. You know, there's a lot of radio stations being like, should we pull the music and all that kind of stuff? I, you know, that that's something that'll be up for debate now. And you know, I mean, I don't know. That's um, a, that's one of those weird conversations where you go thing. and like, you know, I don't really have an emotional you can't tie avoid to it. Michael Jackson. You, uh, you literally cannot avoid Michael Jackson. No, he even even Wade was talking about how sometimes he's at a bar and he'll hear a Michael Jackson song and he'll literally start tapping his toe and then he'll be like, oh no, I think this was Safe Chuck. And then he has, starts tapping his toe and he's like, oh yeah, that's right. That's Michael Jackson. Then I gotta go. Like, it's so in our culture. Yeah. It's it's so marbled in like that sweet Kobe beef. Mm. Um, so it's gonna be interesting do you as think a culture. Do you think Weird Al's gonna do fat anymore? Honestly, I it hope should allow to, it he, should be allowed. He can. He can because fat Yes, he can. <laughs> I, and our, our thing, the last podcast we left, we, uh, we would like Weird Al to continue to play yes. fast. Weird Al is now my Michael Jackson. Yeah, well, that's, it's, I'm, I, Michael Jackson I mean, made his career. It's I mean, eat it and it's fat. That's, that's the thing, it. I've, for years, I've, Prefer to eat it in fat to beat it in bad. Whoa, that shows that shows a lot about I mean, your taste. No, I'm not I know it shows it. a lot about my taste. I know it says a lot about who I am as a person. It's but not I, the beat. It's just a. It's just the beat. I don't care what the words are. Like that's just it's. You know, bad doesn't make me laugh. No, it also makes me belly laugh. And it's funny because he's eating all that food. He's so fat. He's fat. Oh my god. Although I'm sure some people are like, that's that's. Bad appropriation, Al, but Al gets a pass on whatever he does because all he tries to do is bring true joy to people mm-hmm. without some secret, disgusting, hidden past. We got fucking LASIK present. like a fucking sellout. Did he get LASIK? <laughs> That's it. Now I'm back. Now you I get LASIK. Leaving Neverland. Check it out. Uh, you know, and of course. I don't like to mention it too much, but growing up with all those children that were molested uh, in foster care, you know, it's very serious. And um, so get help if you uh, experience that. Go and go through the process of because, you know, it's interesting when you hear Safe Chuck and Wade talk about, you know, they say penis, they say anus. They say these things very specifically, but that's therapy. Yes, that was them. You could tell that they have gone through because they, they freaking better have because I mean, now they're in a world of like this is turmoil for for the foreseeable future for them. Oh yeah, they opened so, it, they opened up the whole yeah. fucking can of worms. So now they are they are now targets. Yeah. Um and we'll see. We're going to we'll see, see how it pans out for them. I hope that they I hope that they can continue to be strong in the face of all this. I also like I also get that you love Michael Jackson. It's yeah. very so complex. I know that there are strange. people who are going to listen to this and get upset because they will defend Michael Jackson to the very end and you're going to say that they're liars but it just gets to a point where how many people have got to say the words how many well, people get to you really think that they're saying this because it's fun and they're making a bunch of money but like, even even the guys mostly Wade though he still loves Michael Jackson yeah. it really is it's LRH it just reminds me of a cult mm-hmm. leader where they just can never they can't break their brains away from it still because it's so happens at such a formidable time in their lives yeah um, so that's leaving Neverland I, technically you don't even have to watch it now <laughs> um, because, but you knew I mean, this was going to be full of spoilers. But it's uh, it's 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 uh, interesting and sad. And you should definitely take a look at it to see for yourself. Yeah. I really think that you should. Obviously, we, we've always been trying to do more on last podcast and left, which is like. Do your research. Go mm-hmm. walk the walk and see what you say. Obviously, you you will just believe people or not. Like that is just that's how it is. Yeah, yeah. And on our in this world that we're in right now, I'm choosing to believe people because. You have to like well, in this look case, at the anguish look, look in the faces. The, just think about it. Yeah, just well, think about it. It's not. <laughs> it's like yeah. It's not. But I mean, it, it's We're it's a, a it's a big with Wade and especially with Wade Robson. It's a lot. It seems like there's a lot of gray. There's a lot of gray. There's a ton of gray. It's not but, as simple as he told the truth back then and he's lying now. No, you it's know, gray. You know, it's gray. It's all yeah, fucked it's, up. It's, His it's story. That is the one because that's why I kind of lean towards the James Safechuck story because that I really feel for him. Yeah. Like it's like a thing where he didn't really he didn't get the Michael Jackson bump. No. that Wade Robson got. Like he what Wade. 
Wade Robson owes his career to Michael Jackson, and you could see why he tried so violently to protect him in the beginning. Right. But then it's also weird the way he kind of comes out now is also very intense. And I, but also I wonder if he came out now because he had the security. Of HBO fucking backing you, and you got oh James Savechek coming out and saying this shit. You too. know that they got themselves uh, some insurance on that. Mm-hmm. That is gonna. I can't even imagine how much that doc was to insure. Oh, that is be, anyway. So there, there. That is um, leaving Neverland. Check out that interesting. Uh, Never sad. enter Neverland. <laughs> Never go. It's a cool looking place, though. I'll steal oh. a joke. Jen Tisdale told me a really funny joke where she said uh, she's a comedian and she said a very funny joke. Where she said the best part about the documentary was seeing all the interiors, being able to see all <laughs> the stuff on the nice inside interiors. of the interiors. Live from your grave. Live from your grave. Um. All right. Well, let's just change subjects completely here. Thank you, Kissel. No problem. Uh, Varg Vikernes is back in the news just a little bit here. Evidently, he lost an original CD version of a 1992 debut studio album from Burzum. He he Please, lost Burzum. He lost yeah, this come CD. Come on, Kissel. You have to say Burzum. Burzum, whatever. He lost this in a Jeep race. Uh, he gave it to a buddy. And that, what a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> that was in 2018. And that record, or that CD, just sold for $1,500. So Burzum still got it. Back uh, on top. $1,500. It, it was the 19th highest purchased auction object this month. On, disc- on, this on, on Discogs. Dude, Discogs <laughs> is fucking serious. What is Discogs? It's uh, just a place where you can buy records. and It's a place where you buy like used records. But you don't believe in buying records online. I will every once in a while, well, but I like the hunt. Like I really love the hunt. I've never bought anything off of Discogs. Usually what I use Discogs is to go and check it out and see what the market price is so I know, make sure I'm not overpaying for it. Oh, word. smart. <laughs> yeah, that's what I always tell Marcus. Yeah, He's always market- out there hunting at uh, vinyl stores. I say, just get on Google. <laughs> You can just Amazon. You got to do it to eBay. And yeah. he's just like, eBay's cheating, Henry. And I was like, I know it's cheating, but I always cheat. But that's the, it's about the hunt. It's, that's half the fun of it is going out and finding it. All right. So let's move on to a bit of a different subject from everything we've talked about so far because Marcus is here with us. Well, we're trying to do Isn't so, this exciting we have Marcus here? It's really nice because it and does sort of feel like, you know, like, because we're just two. We're like the bad bruiser boys, right? <laughs> is that right? We're the bad bruiser boys. You're rock steady. I'm, I'm hermaphrodite. What's his name? What was his name? Name? Yeah. Rinky Dinky? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think it was Rinky Dinky. Yeah, Rinky Dinky. Yeah, I remember that Rinky Dinky. That was yeah, the yeah. first one, but yeah. But Marcus is our April O'Neil. Ooh. Oh. And so nice. That's, Big titty. That that's mm. weird. No, but April O'Neil is with the turtles. Mm. Yeah, that's totally wrong. Ah, We're beep and, and rock steady. D- and I so don't he's wear, an enemy now. And I don't wear yellow. I just think about April O'Neil uh-huh. sometimes. Okay. And I'm sorry I put that on you because you also <laughs> sort of have the same. I mean, this is not. It's a great haircut. Thank you. Mm-hmm. But it's the same haircut as the April O'Neil has from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. The movie, yes. But she's, no, got, she's got curly hair in the movie. Red hair. Curly, long yeah, red curly, hair. curly, long red yeah. hair. Maybe I'm just putting I'm just putting all of these things together. I think you just want to have sex with me. No, I don't oh today. I'm lonely. Oh, I'm in from right. out of town. Okay. Um, but a part of it is that what we wanted to do was that with having the secondary side stories each week, part of what we'd like to do is add like little mini deep dives into tiny little topics that interest us. This week we talk far too much about MJ for me to talk about my book. Bullshit, but fucking Marcus has got some so, bullshit to sling. Well, it's not even necessarily like a mini deep dive. It's just something that I ran across that I found really interesting. Because one of the things we don't really get to talk about a whole lot uh, on the show is transhumanism. Explain what transhumanism is. Transhumanism is essentially the belief that we can go beyond our frail human bodies. Yeah, dude, I can't <laughs> fucking wait, dude. I'm going to have such yeah. a crazy ergonomic fucking mechanical penis and like <laughs> big stomping legs, but I'm going to keep my top half normal because I like my top half. Yeah. Oh yeah, that, that won't be horrifying. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at its uh, very lowest level, transhumanism is an artificial limb. At its highest level, Ooh. transhumanism is uploading your brain to the cloud. Yeah! It's man. Then everyone knows what's in your brain, and it's 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 horrible. We speak for six hours a week. Everybody already knows no, what's I, in our fucking brain. I know that. I don't know if I want to upload it in the cloud, though. Is it safe enough? That's yeah. what I want to know. Well, what I found out, and you know, just kind of browsing the internet, is that the some of the people that are at the forefront of the transhumanist movement right now. Mormons. Ooh, the Mormon people. Yes, Mormon transhumanism. Because people, a lot of religions 
hate transhumanism. They yes. think that it's like the what the the one of whatever they want to identify that week as the mark of the beast. Oh yeah, of course. You know, transhumanism and the mark of the beast, like those two things go hand in hand. And I get where they're coming from because even the you know the print the the chip that's imprinted into your hand, that's transhumanism. Yeah, yeah I know they did it in Wisconsin. Yeah. Did you have the chip? No, the stupid little super whatever the where the factory in Wisconsin <laughs> where everyone wants to get their chips quicker. We've talked about this before. They put the chip in their hand so they can get chips quicker at lunch. Oh yeah, but that makes sense, I guess. For yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mormon transhumanists, and, and this is from a, a great New Yorker article that I read, uh, is that Mormon transhumanists believe that science can bring about the, quote, realization of diverse prophetic visions of transfiguration, immortality, resurrection, renewal of this world, and the discovery and creation of worlds without end. They believe the coming leaps in science <clears throat> and technology will help us realize the Mormon promise of achieving perfect immortal bodies and becoming gods. So now I have a question. Why the hell didn't Mitt Romney open with this in 2012? <laughs> How crazy would it be on, him showing buddy. a big exoskeleton being like, aren't I closer to Jesus? You are, technically. <laughs> Absolutely. This is kind of a cool side of Mormonism because, as Henry alluded to, evangelicalism totally against this. Mm-hmm. I know some people who said if they get cancer, they're not even seeking treatment. They refuse that side of it, that science, medicine, that kind of stuff, because they think it makes them further away from God, takes them further away from God. But I guess the Mormons, Mormons have a different idea. Now, in Mormon religion, we I mean, we've been threatening this, and I think it's going to be vaguely soon. We want to do yeah. a deep dive into Mormonism. We want to talk about its origins because it has occult origins, which are really fucking interesting, with John Smith uh, fucking uh, talking to prophets, doing all shit, but doing actual occult works. He was a student of the occult. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Mormonism, in the very end, right, is the idea that you get your own planet. It's like you fly up into the sky, and essentially you become a, a light being, as has been described by yeah. like the Pleiadians for many years. Joseph it, Smith just sounds like he might have been a trippy kind of guy. He was very, he was closer to, he was very close to LRH. Yeah, yeah very close to LRH. Definitely a con man, huge mm. con man. Got arrested for being a con man. I think like a year or two before. He's like, I found the golden plates. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, he yeah. found the golden plates. I mean, come on. <laughs> uh, well, the Mormons have a, uh, a saying, as God now is, man may be. Fuck yeah! That's <laughs> what we're talking about. <laughs> Sounds like a yeah. Burzum song. <laughs> yeah, and so, like, and Mormons have actually been at the forefront of, like, technological breakthroughs uh, throughout the years. Like, one of the uh, developers of television was a Mormon. The guy who uh, created the first, uh, or helped create the first word processor, WordPerfect, was a Mormon. Really? Uh, the people at Atari, iOmega, those people were Mormon. The guy that I made the Synthetic diamond, the artificial heart, the electric traffic light. the All these people were Mormons. Because they didn't spend all their time fucking and drinking. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> now. I don't know. We've been to Utah, and I think they do a bit of the drinking. But our <laughs> our friends in Utah that we have, they do it, but they kind of, you know, they, they lose the LDS. All I yeah. know is, of course, and I'm not going to I'm not gonna mock an entire religion here, but I can definitely tell Mormons created the Atari because they're like, this is pretty exciting. Look yeah. at how <laughs> fast paced the pong. Oh, that, just whoa. watching, watching pong, going. Like, oh, how does it stay on the screen? The sensation of speed is too much for me. <laughs> it's too much. Well, what's fascinating about it is that you know Mormonism, like the Mormon beliefs, can be plugged into transhumanism because that's what uh, the the guy that's kind of at the forefront is this guy named Lincoln Cannon, uh, who seems like a, a very very nice gentleman. Okay, oh, sure. uh, you know they sort of notice that these uh, ideas of being able to live with your family in the afterlife, you know, transhumanism, like ideas like the cloud could easily be plugged into that, oh, yeah. uh, whereas all of you are uploaded to the cloud, all of your uh, memories and feelings and all that, you're all uploaded to the same server. You're on a family server. And it also plays in with the Mormon idea of uh, being able to baptize someone after they're dead, because that is a Mormon idea is that if really? so, you mm-hmm. can baptize some, you can bring someone into heaven. That's how you get your gets. Yeah, that's how you get your friends up there. Yeah, you can bring someone to heaven. So, you know, that works with uh, transhumanism as well. It's like being able to plug someone who's already dead into your server. So just a little channeling my inner George Norrie here. When it comes to the cloud and the brain... How, how they get it? <laughs> now, how, how do they get they it there? Haven't figured it because out yet. is that just going to be the things that we have publicly said, or I mean, how do you get what's actually? Because everyone Basically, has some real weird stuff going on in their dome. Very let me, speculative. Let me try to explain. 
So basically what they're in the middle of, there's several, there's several layers to this. One thing that they're trying to do is physically map the actual meat of the human brain using computers, right? Basically building a computer that has the same amount of what they would say are neurons and all the kind of stuff. The way right. the brain is basically a gigantic physical representation, which they've been trying to do for years. Basically what they said is that what we have to do is build the roadmap of the brain, which is literally all of the transmitters it would take to put into a room, into, into a thing that would actually be the physical brain. Then the idea is that every part of our personality that we now know, are they are bits of information. They're things that you can get from just the day-to-day conversations. They're saying a lot of why that's kind of what Facebook will probably end up being, which right. is sort of a database of your personality. And they will sell this information to companies that will use this to make a sort of aggregate of your personality that they can make into ones and zeros that they plug into this artificial brain and essentially it would map out who you are. And that's that's one version of it. The other version is do uh, you, but they, they have series, still- they have, but they have services already that you can go and you can journal yourself you basically write your private thoughts you do videos of yourself you Mm. build a bigger and bigger version of essentially what you would again ones and zeros that they would use some form of thing like these new deep fake software whatever the fuck that shit is they would use that to also sort of create a version of yourself and so now the theory then is you never die you have eternal life exactly and then I guess yeah but are you are you conscious in there you know I mean Yes. Question. It's yeah, pretty that's, cool. That's the question because then you start getting the theological debate of what is a soul, you know, and oh, it, it goes on and on. You know, what is a soul? What is a person? What is a human? Yeah, uh, and, and that's. But what for me is really fascinating is like this sounds like something out of Transmetropolitan. I love like, this. Is like, yeah. Transmetropolitan. This is where we're the at. most correct. Like the Mormon transhumanist association sounds like somebody Spider Jerusalem would yell at. Yeah, like you know, like say what you will about the Mormons. I don't really care. All I know is that I like these people's ideas. Is, and like that seems like the right track for the future. Well, we need to, we need to watch it. Marty, the point of uh, Marty is a a grander scheme of a slow roll oh, of getting it. people used to seeing robots. In I believe positions that they, of power. Well, well, they are they are our servants, but no. they just happen to be specifically physically stronger than us, right? Yeah. And then you would have and you to... you can't touch them. Yeah. You can't... T- not yet, but I will. You don't. Th- uh, you can't touch them, quote-unquote, by the fucking rules of giant foods. But if it fucking <laughs> gets in my shit, I'm going to touch yeah. it. I'm going to knock it over. But the Mormon no. Transhumanist uh, Association, like, it's not just... I mean, these aren't, like, hardcore LDS people. Like, there are, there are definitely, like, it's majority LDS, but there are atheists involved. There are mm-hmm. people of other faiths involved. Like, everyone is pretty much welcome. It's like the, the person who wrote the New Yorker article went to one of their meetups, and she said, it's, it was Sci-Fi Sunday School. That's so cool. That yeah. sounds really, really fun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, fun. they're sitting around and they're you know qu- talking about Isaac Asimov and you know Philip K. Dick and all this shit, and then like bringing in all, but then bringing in like Mormon ideals to it and trying to put it, put it all together. Like it's this great mix. I mean, it's also like I mean, it also shares stuff with the occult. So because it's like mix and match. Yep. You know, it's like mix them up culture. Like let's put all these things together and find out what it is that makes us happy. Interesting. You can't let the Mormons define the transhumanist culture. <laughs> it though. seems like they're doing it. We can't yeah. do it. Though. I don't know. But Lincoln Cannon seems that like, he seems like a, a very a very nice guy. And there's about uh, and they're growing every single year. Like I read a few articles because there's every couple years someone writes an article about these people. They've been around since like the early 2000s when people started talking to each other on the internet. Uh, and every year the number is based like well there's only about 400 MTA members. There's only about 700 MTA members. Now there's like a thousand. So they they keep growing every single year and getting more and more people, you know, and it's people because, you know, there's a lot of people out there, of course, that have uh, a lot of problems with the Mormon church because oh, yeah. the Mormon church is horribly fucked up. Because they, they, they also like harbor the other a lot religions of religions. They yeah. harbor a lot of predators they in the harbor, name of hiding their power. Yeah, well, that fucking you know. just look no further than the, the FLDS, you know, yeah, with yeah, Warren Jeffs as and, always with those all, kinds of things. And all of that. But, you know, it, it, it does have some of the like it does have like LDS people in it but you know it's uh people that are still looking for that kind of I guess fellowship uh that are finding it here and finding it in a positive way that's kind of cool this is the kind of shit that I've been talking about for years that I feel like I have received flack for on this show and mm-hmm. on, on side stories. Wait, are you a victim again? Yeah. How did you make yourself a victim in this episode? You're ignorant. I'm ignorant? <laughs> oh, okay. Um, victim but, Henry Zabrowski. But a part of it is the I really 
believe that they are they have they're hacking into it but this is the way we will evolve yeah is the combination of our psyches with the robotics world with electronics a part of it is building literally the physical version of what is already psychically available which will eventually be revealed with science so this idea that we are already on a gigantic network we are connected to each other by energy psychically they're going to build the, the essentially the the physical arm of that and I really do believe when all of that comes together that is the only way we will evolve and the only way we could we just have to make it till then they're just gonna make they're gonna put your personality inside of Marty do whatever they want rolling, as long as it's, around as long as it can be horny yeah <laughs> but, of but, course well I don't know if it can but uh, the on if we don't if we blow ourselves up before then, then that's it. We're headed into a dumb route. We're using all the science for dumb shit. That's where we got to go. We got to be thinking towards the goddamn stars. Well, there's two paths. There's that path. There's the the path towards you know intelligence, and then there's you know it's if we do survive, there's either the advancement path or there's the collapse path. Oh yeah. And the collapse path is when no electronics. Yeah, we every, go back to total, which yes. is extremely possible. Yeah, which is more likely at this point, much more but. likely, where human civilization collapses. Most of us die but humanity does continue and we evolve on a different path they will be chastened but innocent (laughs) uh it actually transhumanism was coined by julian huxley who was also the founder of the world wildlife federation yeah and uh, aldous aldous huxley's brother Oh, very cool. Oh, World Wildlife Federation had some weird had some weird scandal shit going on with money right now. I don't know. Does it really? On. Yeah, it was, same, it was Well, like, then give it, it like, back to the wrestling. <laughs> then give it back. Honestly, I love animals, but do, do they really have a scandal going on? There's something going on with like selling pandas for sex or something like that. It's something, it's something like <laughs> fucked up story. I'm going to I'm gonna call slander. <laughs> I'm calling slander. slander. No, it was something about <laughs> like like yeah, fuck two cans. They're like we bred it with a bigger asshole. I'm like, oh. Oh, okay. Oh. Intriguing. Satire. <laughs> Satire. Um, all right. Well, I guess that's basically all the time we have for today. I suppose so. Um, I love that. Fuck. I want to do more on transhumanism. There's also, because there's a weird Christian sect of people that are also really upset about the, they have this phantom idea that the U.S. government is trying to combine humans and animals <laughs> and this like idea of building like dog people and like monkey men for our armies and stuff which I'm not saying is like a bad idea I think it'd be cool I'd see it I yeah. think they're gonna go more with the robots they're already doing that I mean if you want to see the real robots they're not at the supermarket they're on the battlegrounds in Whoa. Afghanistan but they really are it's horrified but oh. that's what's cool I like yeah. the idea of an automated no, it's, army it's very scary Hey, man, we, we, you got to do what we got to do. No, you yeah. like all the wrong ideas. No, you, need I, to, how, you need to play Horizon Zero Dawn. I do. Play, honestly, yeah. more video games. Titanfall 2. No, yeah. I am. Incredible. <laughs> no, I've been playing a lot of Civ Five, and I'm becoming more and more of a despot within my own home. That's great. But it allows me to I've get it out. I've been playing Minecraft and building things. <laughs> cool. I'm building honestly. things. I'm now playing with the Celts right now, and I am a, I'm a female emperor, so mm. pretty congrats. Pretty cool. Um, all right, everyone. Well, thank you all so much for listening to this exciting first uh, kind of Marcus tradition yeah. of coming on Side Stories. Towards the end of the month. Um, and I hope we just don't, like, maybe we don't have to talk about Michael Jackson, like, for a while. We no, don't have to talk about him at all now, any, anymore, ever again. Ever That's again. Yeah, yeah, we can just zip it. It yeah. washes over you. It just, it's all gone Is now. the term canceled? He's canceled? Is he canceled? I don't think so. He's too big. Mm. There's going to be, there's always going to be, a, there's always going to be a large part of people that never believe uh, and then there is going to be a large part, of, a, a large section of the population that won't care. Well, you know what you just did forget. there, Marcus? You clapped back. Whoa! So he said he's canceled, and then you did a clap back. Did I? And said, "Can no, I? No. Uh, how's it? But can we just call it a response? It's clap back. It's clap back. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. That's about a response within a conversation. <laughs> I, 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 don't know. I don't make the rules. I say this on the I show. Do. He okay. He's the producer. Right. All right. I'm going right. to say this on the show. I'm going to try not to dance. To a Michael Jackson song ever again. There cool. you go, buddy. Good luck with that. All right, everyone. Thank you all so much for listening. Can't wait to see you in, uh, well, we got our show here at the Bell House. This will be Tuesday. Um, that, those are already sold out, but we can't wait to see everyone there. Is Nashville. Pittsburgh sold out yet? 
Pittsburgh, I think there's still a couple of tickets in Pittsburgh. Your yens get out there and buy them. They're going real fast, though. Um, there was some small little kerfluffle with the website, as as always. Glitch. Um, so we got Pittsburgh. We got Nashville. We got Cincinnati and Cleveland. Cannot wait to see you all. Um, it's going to be really nice to get back out there and and spread our fly fly our spread our <laughs> no, wings on the I road. I can't hear the word spread. Oh, right, again I know that's why I didn't want to say it. I know. I was just I, as, soon as, as soon as fly, you said then, it, I was like, ah, oh, I know. I know. Michael Jackson is ruined a series of words for the week. Speaking of this, our tour coming out, we're sponsored by Adult Swims. It's oh, this yeah. incredible show. I don't know if you've heard about it. It's called Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell. Um, it is. It serves a lively, just big-breasted comedic actor in it who is just one of my favorites. He's mm-hmm. one of your favorites. He is one of my favorites, if not my absolute favorite performer. Eddie Pepitone. <laughs> Eddie Pepitone's <laughs> on the show. Um, no, Your Pretty Face Going to Hell is sponsoring our tour. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll, like, you can get some Pretty Face merch. Yeah, up there. You're going to see some of that. You're going to see uh, there's going to be a bit of a banner mm-hmm. out there. But I want to say thank you to my overlords at Adult Swim for stepping in good. and helping us push the good word of your pretty face is going to hell. We have uh, I have going to have an announcement next week about the actual day of when season four will be released. Mm-hmm. But okay. will, I can't say anything until that day for some reason. Stay <laughs> tuned. Your pretty face is going to hell. Sponsoring this last podcast on the left tour. And speaking of Adult Swim, don't forget to go watch uh, our stream every single week at adultswim.com slash streams at yep. 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Tuesday. And Tuesdays. of course, you can, streams are also a rough word right now. So you I don't can, think he uh, peed on anybody. No, he didn't. No, no. No. Uh, um, no. Good, good, good. No, good. no, no. No, no, And you can actually watch all of the uh, past live streams. Uh, if you want to, they're all there on adultswim.com. They said, well, we're paying them money, so we might as well just show everything to everyone. Uh, yeah. And it's really fun. So I, we have been doing that now for, like for three a, years. Three maybe years. Maybe even more. Yeah, it's like, a, there's a lot of it's episodes. Been, yeah, been three years. So uh, it'll be three years this summer that we've been doing that. So feel free to hang out with us whenever you want. So, All right, everyone. Honestly, it's meant a lot to you guys. It's so nice you guys listen to the show. Yeah. Thank you guys for fucking supporting us as always. I'm really fucking looking forward to our next series. So Last Podcast and Left is working on a series now that is... You won't have heard of it, probably, probably, while we're talking about it. But this is one of the wildest true crime stories I have read. Yeah. I am so fucking excited. Because what we've been doing is, you know, for how many years have we been doing heavy hitters? Mm-hmm. How many years? Uh, nine. Nine. For, for really? Oh, has it for, been, as for far like, as like heavy hitters Quote, go, unquote, heavy hitters. Six, I'd, th- I'd say. Right. Yeah. So we've been doing heavy hitters for six years. But what we're really trying to do is we're going to we have some really good heavy hitters planned for this year. But what we're really trying to do is more of the smaller, hyper interesting true crime stories, which is kind of what we did in the tradition of Catherine Knight and Mark Twitchell. This next fucking series, I'm I can't fucking wait oh, for you right. to hear this shit. It'll oh, be yeah. inside the park home run. We don't need to all be Barry Bonds, right? <laughs> you what? can do an inside. Barry the- Bonds has the asterisk, doesn't he? Nah. Is that I Mark mean, McGuire? No, yeah. they all do. I miss the big forearm. The steroid so, so. era was the greatest time in baseball. There, I said it. I say give it back there, to There, I said it. Give it back to there. Why are we so precious about every, baseball? Everyone was doing it, so technically it was still parody. Lance Armstrong <laughs> was an American hero. I agree. <laughs> is that a way, a bad way to stop the, start no, the show? No, I actually, I kind of agree with that. Nah. In some way. He worked really hard to dope. I, yeah, he did. He worked really, really hard. Um, and he did have those cool little bracelets there, which actually didn't. I I hope that wasn't a total scam. No, but. I mean, it did what it had to do. Yeah. But he only I mean, you know, okay. he, it's hard to ride a bike. All right. It really is. I can't ride one. No, I know you can't. It's very yeah. easy to ride a bike. No, not try for, to do for it now. Polish body over here. <laughs> um, all right, everyone. Thank you for listening. Hail yourselves. Hail Satan. Hail game. Magustalations. Hail me. Hail me. All right. Never go with the pop star anywhere without no, your parents. No, don't do any unless no. only go to see them perform. Oh no! If you can visit with them, do that. Sounds great. That sounds fun. No one invites uh, us. No, backstage. they're always exhausting. If a grown man requests to sleep in the same bed as your child, hey, maybe think about say it. Say no. No. Give it a. <laughs> not today. <laughs> That's a good way to put it off, because you not say today. not today, not because then you don't. You're not saying a hard no, no. and you're not insulting them. You're yeah. like, well, we're just. She's just not today. 
Hey guys, my name is Jackie Zabrowski. And my name is Molly Neffel. And we are here to tell you about a little show on the last podcast network called Page Seven. We give you the goings on and who's a what's it's in pop culture and celebrity dumb every week. But let's be real. We mostly talk about sexy celebrity daddies and what we're excited about TV and movie wise with Marcus and the other hosts of the LPN network. It's a weekly sleepover without the fake hand makeouts. So please check out Page Seven. It's like side stories, but with ladies. That's absolutely not true. There's no true crime or aliens or serial killers, but it's rife with positivity and fun and celebrities and cats. So come have a smile with us. Check out Page 7 on the Last Podcast Network. I think you might like it. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors, you can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It says here I have to talk about something I need to get off my chest, and I guess I can share it here. I, I eat mayonnaise for fun. It's a hobby of mine. It's an addiction. It's a daily weight on my life. How much I need whipped egg whites and oil crammed into my veins as soon as I wake up. And a lot of people carry around a lot of different stressors, big and small. Some people are presidents. Some people are soldiers. Some people have to eat mayonnaise, especially with hard-boiled eggs, which is what I eat for lunch. But I guess I should share that in therapy. Because therapy is a safe place to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And what I do is I just add eggs if I have mayonnaise left over. I just continue to add the eggs. But if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. I hope they can help me. My God. I hope they can help me. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LastPod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp! H-E-L-P dot com slash LastPod. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. It's the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs who are looking to stand out and succeed online. Everyone knows the holidays can take a toll on your bank account. If you're looking for a creative way to increase revenue and give your family and friends the holiday treats they deserve, then you need to get started with Squarespace's new feature, Squarespace Courses. If I needed to give a class on digging holes, I'd do it. Squarespace has the tools you need to create and sell your own online course. Start with a professional layout that fits your brand. Upload video lessons to teach techniques and skills. And tailor your course with the powerful built-in Fluid Engine Editor. Plus, you can charge a one-time fee or you can sell subscriptions. Turn your creativity into income with Squarespace courses. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to www.squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash left.